You are listening to the Plastic Surgery Revolution with Dr. Stephen Davis, the one and only podcast that discusses modern plastic surgery and leaves you looking great and feeling better. Welcome, everyone, to the Plastic Surgery Revolution. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Davis, board certified plastic surgeon. So many of you have come into my office over the past few months. Some confused and some just wanting to have some guidance about breast implants. And some of you may already have had them for years. And some of you are really thinking about either getting them or should you be taking them out? Should you be doing something else with them? Because there is so much information out there about breast implants. I thought it would be a good idea to kind of just do a little understanding about what it's all about. Now, I can tell you that breast implants happen to be one of the most studied medical devices that are on the market and that have been on the market for many, many, many years. So let's go back a while ago and talk a little bit about this. So Saline breast implants in like 1960, 1961 were really the the things that we started thinking about using as an implantable device. The shell of that saline implant is what we would call an inert substance. It's literally the same type of material that IV tubing and things like that are made out of. And the reason for that is you're not going to have any potential to have an allergic reaction from that type of a shell. Just like if someone was starting an IV on you, God forbid, if you had a potential to have an allergic reaction to that IV tubing or that IV, it would be difficult to try to do a test dose on someone that's being brought into an emergency room to have an emergency type of thing happen if you had to worry if that tubing would be going to cause you an allergic response. So again, that shell is the same kind of a shell that then we put into a saline and a silicone implant. Now, the word silicone carries a lot of problems with it. And I know a lot of you, when you come in to talk to me about saline implants or silicone implants, that word saline scares a lot of people. And for good reason. For a while, silicone liquid implants were on the market. And they always felt a little bit more like a real breast. And a lot of people wanted to get away maybe from that saline implant that kind of felt like an imp- like basically like a water balloon. It was this bag that was filled with saline or just fluid versus this other type of a solution that was a silicone liquid that just felt a lot more smooth, if you will, in the same shell, but it was just filled with something different, which was silicone liquid. Then when we realized that silicone liquid, if it became free or if that shell opened for whatever reason, that silicone liquid traveling around your body would not be a good thing. So for about 14 years, 
those silicone liquid implants were removed from the market. And you could only get saline breast implants. Now, that happened to be around the time when I was coming out into practice after going through residency and fellowship and all those other things. So for a long period of time, the only thing we really had in the practice to use were saline breast implants. So all of us got very, very comfortable in using them, learning how to uh, fill them appropriately. And we had wonderful, still have wonderful results from a saline implant because they're still available. And believe it or not, even though I'm going to talk about the different shapes and sizes and the different things that you can get, at the end of the day, a saline implant is still basically that same kind of a saline implant, uh, the way they come, the way they come out of the box, the way you have to fill them, very similarly to way back when, when they first started. But the thing that's really changed the game is that now we also have silicone gel implants. And that gel comes in different types of consistencies. And this is where the consultation can go for a very long time when we're talking together in my office or virtually because it's not just a silicone gel implant. Nowadays, we have silicone gel implants that have a very different feel than other silicone gel implants. And again, we're not discounting at all the saline realm of breast implants. It's just that if you have made that decision to go towards the silicone gel breast implant, now we have other things to actually make decisions on. It's a whole different algorithm. And those other gel implants consist of the actual implant itself, the actual gel being a little bit uh, less dense or a little bit more of what we would call less cohesive. And it'll build up to something that is very, very cohesive or very much like what we now call a gummy bear breast implant, where the the actual gel is so firm that there really isn't a lot of motion or movement within the actual implant itself. And we can get into why you would choose one versus another. The main thing about this podcast was more about giving you as much information and understanding about where we are nowadays with breast augmentation, because it really is in a way like a cell phone where you have multiple different kinds of cell phones, but then the generations of these cell phones get better and better and get more improved. Very similarly, these silicone gel breast implants are now in their fifth generation of being made. And therefore we have a lot of choices that we can make. Basically, just about the silicone gel that's in the implant, let alone, we didn't even start talking about sizes yet. So that's why I think the world of breast augmentation or the, or the world of breast implants have has gotten a little confusing because there are so many different choices and so many things to know. So that's the first thing. There's saline and then there's silicone gel implants. And then to complicate things possibly a little more, 
there are different surfaces to that shell. Some of the shells have textured surface. Some of them have a smooth surface. The textured surface implants were thought to make the integration of your own body's capsule or your own collagen formation more adhesive, more like you're going to integrate that implant into your own tissues. So won't that be great because it's going to make it feel and seem like it's part of your own body? The issue became that that texturing over all the years has morphed. It started out being very aggressive texturing. Then it got to be a little less texturing. And some of the textured surface implants actually would come off of the implant itself, causing other issues. So nowadays, most plastic surgeons will tell you that they're staying far away from a textured surface implant. And even some of the companies at this point have almost put a moratorium on not even selling them or doing anything with them until further studies come out because we have seen some issues with textured surface implants. So now we're going to shift into this other algorithm where the saline implant or the silicone gel implant is now with this smooth surface. Now, once we've now, you know, tackled all of this information, now it comes down to, well, wait a minute, what size implant should I get? You know, my girlfriend had breast implants and she got a 500cc implant. With that 500cc implant, I like the way that looks on her. That's the one that I want to get. And I hear that all the time. And I used to hear it even more because we really did way back when really only have different sizes like that. So if you came in and told me, just like I said, your girlfriend has found a breast, you know, she had her breast done somewhere in in Florida or somewhere else, and you asked her what size implant she had, and she said, let's say 500 cc's, the problem would be, well, wait a minute. How do you know that that 500 cc implant that she has is going to fit your frame? How is that same 500cc implant that let's say your girlfriend's five foot nine and you're 4'11 and you have a really small chest, but you still want to be as big as she is, how is that exact same implant going to fit in both of you? So I'm giving you these questions in like a rhetorical manner because that's exactly what the breast implant company decided to address. And they said, well, wait a minute, not everybody's going to have the same measurements. If I measured your chest wall in comparison to your girlfriend's chest wall, it may be different. So then these implant companies said, all right, let's start not worrying so much about the CCs or if it's a 500 CC implant, a 450 CC implant, a two, it didn't matter. Let's instead talk about the measurement of the bag or the measurement of the implant itself. How wide is that implant? How tall is that implant? How much projection, meaning from your chest wall, where your ribs are, out to, let's say, your nipple, when you really, let's say it's a saline implant or a silicone gel implant, when you really, let's say, fill that implant up maximally, what's that measurement? That's what we call a projection. 
And again, that may change depending on you. Let's say you've had multiple pregnancies and every time your breast got a little bit more drooping, the nipple started going lower and lower on your chest wall and you had you were left with more skin. Well, in those cases, many times, a higher projecting implant, something that actually will come off your chest wall a little more, may be the purpose, maybe the proper one for you because it's going to help rotate that nipple upward. You understand what I mean? So that's where I'm saying this whole realm of breast implants, there's there's so many things to think about and to discuss and even trying to decide which one is going to be best for you does require a bunch of measurements, a bunch of consultations to just discuss this. And even intraoperatively, sometimes it's still a game day decision because once we get into the operating room, certain things being just not fit properly. So these are the, the topics, if you will, that we discuss all the time when we're thinking about breast implants. The last thing I wanted to leave you with is the idea of, do you need to take them out at a certain point in time? Is it safe to leave them in? what should you do? And again, because I've been in practice for so many years, I've actually seen a bunch of you in my office, you know, that I actually put your breast implants in maybe 20, 25 years ago. And you've been coming back to say, what should we do? Are they still okay? Should we take them out? And a lot of that has to do with three main things. The first is, do they still look and feel terrific? If there's anything that's changed over the years with that implant that you have, that should be something that definitely gets addressed with me or your plastic surgeon that put them in. Because it is an important thing. You know, at first, they may be great. Everything was fine. They moved very, very naturally. They felt very soft. And then maybe you had a couple of pregnancies. Maybe you breastfed some children. Maybe other things may have happened. And over the course of time, they just don't feel the same. They may have gotten hard. They just, something just is different. And if one side looks really, really different than the other side, and that may have been something that just happened recently, that's another reason to come in and talk about what you should do. But if we're going to say that the implants are still feeling good, when you look in the mirror, your breasts still seem the same that like they've always looked. I'm not 100% sure that you feel that you really need to have these removed. Now, some of you may just say, listen, I don't want to have such large breasts anymore. I'm getting older. I would like to take them out. And if that's the case, that's fine. Also, we've done a lot of those over the past year where patients have just decided they'd like to have maybe a small breast lift and just take the implants out. Because again, over the course of years, you may have grown some breast tissue. Maybe you gained some weight and some of the weight went to your breasts, and now it doesn't seem like you really need the implants any longer. So all of these things are things to talk about at the consultation, but everything gets very individualized and you really need to know that. So if you have girlfriends or you're listening uh, to different um, social media type things, just remember that your breast implant may not be the same kind or the same ones that you may be hearing about on a um, some sort of a you know, Instagram or some sort of a, a social media post or something like that. And number two, you know, 
if you really want to have them evaluated for whatever reason, let's say you had some sort of trauma, if you had a, a car accident or something like that, we now have a lot of very, very, very smart ways of being able to look at your chest with radiologic help to see if the implants are still okay, are they still in the right position? Has anything happened with them? We can use ultrasound guidance. We can use MRIs, things like that to really help us. You've been listening to the Plastic Surgery Revolution. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Davis, and I'll be speaking with you again next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Plastic Surgery Revolution with Dr. Stephen Davis. Please subscribe to our show in iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or whatever app you use to listen to podcasts. Keep listening, looking great, and feeling better.